thank you again for tuning in to another segment where we are bringing it to you real, we are bringing it to you raw, and we are sharing our aha moments with you. I want to introduce one of our special guests a little bit later, but she is the CEO and founder of Changing Faces Studios, and she has done phenomenal work, not just here in Houston, but nationally. So I want you to stay tuned in because now you're plugged in, tuned in, tapped in to Outside the Box. Without further ado, I want to introduce you all to Michelle Cofield, the CEO and founder of Changing Faces Studios. Everybody give a round of applause. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yes. So now that you're here, I want you to be able to tell the world what it is that you do and how you got started. Uh, my name is Michelle Cofield, as she stated, and I am a published makeup artist and slash licensed esthetician. A lot of people don't know that I do uh, skin therapy because they focus so much on the makeup, but I do skin therapy also, and I know a lot about skin. They kind of go like hand, hand in hand. hand. But um, my journey started, you know, so many times you have so many fears. And I know in college, I had a, uh, we had to stay like our three fears that we had. Mm -hmm. And one of my fears was losing a parent. Mm-hmm. And in 2012, I lost my mom, and it was, like, really sad. I was in a low place. I was lost. And especially, like, you know, you go to your mom's house, and you go for cookouts, and right. you go for just go visit and, you know, everything. So when I lost my mom, suddenly I said, you know what? I was just like, why? What? What's my purpose? And so nothing happened the next day. Mm-hmm. But the next day after that, I – um woke up and I just wanted to do makeup and it was just crazy I might have had like one foundation a couple of pencils a couple of lipsticks but it was different it I never did makeup before mm-hmm. at all and I was just hungry for it like I really really wanted to do makeup so I have a 15 year old at the time and I would wake up like three o'clock in the morning uh, 12 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I was like, come on, let me do this on your on your face. And she was like, mama, I'm tired. Mama. <laughs> you was I'm, that hungry. Yes, huh? I was hungry for it. So I just kept practicing on her. And at the time, I was just focused on the eyes. I wasn't focused on the whole face. Mm-hmm. So I'm just doing, you know, just the eyes. So I had a few ladies that, you know, they uh, came and got their makeup done. But it was just like, just basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, charging, like, $25 because that's what I thought it was worth. And, oh, my goodness, I looked at makeup today. My friends was nice to me because their makeup was a mess. Oh, Lord. (laughs) It was a mess. But it was just, like, I kept practicing and practicing and practicing. And so then later on I was reading, like, anybody could be an MUA. You don't have to have a license for that. So 
I was like, I want to be a licensed makeup artist because they'll pay you more if you're licensed. Right. So I looked up the school in um, Stafford. And it was Ogle um, Beauty School. And so I went there, and I was like, Michelle, there's no way you're going to be able to get in this class because it's, it's $11,000, one. You work for immigration, too. They're not going to give you a grant, three. So I was like, I'm just not going to even, not knowing that I asked God for my purpose, I just went on to the school. I walked around, and uh, I filled out the paperwork, and I left. They called me the next day. I wind up going back and going over the paperwork and uh they said okay well everything looks good and so i'm still doubting like i'm not getting into school mm -hmm. so i wound up uh they called me the next day and they said you're gonna start school on tuesday oh, and wow. i'm hyped up i'm like oh i get to start school yeah but i go to work from 6 p.m to 6 a.m i live in lake jackson at the time i lived in lake jackson and then the school is in Stafford. Oh, wow. My job is on the north side. It's 75 miles one way, just there. So I would go to school from 8 to 4. I go to work from 6 to 6. I was literally up like three days at a time. And when I was off, I had to pack clothes for three days at a time and leave my daughter at home, hoping she going to take her till the her to school. Um showering in motel rooms for $20 a day, um, just going without no sleep. So it was, like, really, really tiring, and I wound up finishing school and getting Ooh, shout um, out to that. and getting licensed. So when you get a license, you kind of like, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. You so... It, it, it just it, ecstatic about where you're going to start and where mm -hmm. you gonna, what you're going to do. You're going to be a boss. You're going to do this. It don't work like that. Mm. So I wound up working in a salon for a couple of years, but I always like I'm gonna work for myself. Mm -hmm. So I got uh, got together with a couple of coworkers and we were talking, and he said you want to call yourself Miss Changing Faces, and I was just laughing like that's so funny. We gonna be laughing at this Miss Changing Faces stuff. Yeah. And I wanted to call myself Miss Changing Faces. I looked up Changing Faces Studios. Did nobody have the name but with an S, and I changed it to a Z. Z. And so I was like, I want to do a logo. My friend, she was like, you ought to have like a black and white uh, logo because you do all types of faces. So how and long have you been doing makeup now? I've been since doing makeup professionally since 2014. It'll be six years in April. Wow. Well, I actually have a video of some of your makeup. Oh, wow. I want the world to check it out. Slide on the pimp gang with my pinky ring. A lot of gang, a lot of bzzz in the icy chain. Why you claim that you rich? That's a false claim. I'll be straight to the whip, no baggage claim. Whole lot of styles, can't even pronounce the name. You ain't got no style, see you on my Instagram. I'll be rocking it like it's fresh out the pan. Only when I'm taking pics, I'm the middleman. Walk, talking like a boss, I just lift a hand. Three million cash, call me Rain Man. Money like a shower, that's my rain dance. And we all in black, like it's gangland. Say the wrong words, you be hangman. Why me stick to you like a spray tan? Uh, Mr. What kind of car you in? In the city, love my name. Gotta say, she can get a taste. She can get a taste. 
Now, since you started doing makeup, it has taken you on a vast journey. Yes. And I've seen you work with models and mm -hmm. magazines. And I actually want to, you know, uh, I want to share a few of your stills with the world while we discuss this. I wanted to dig a little bit and find out how did you get the opportunity to become published because you don't see a lot of African-American MUAs published and I see that you have a diverse style where you don't just do African-American faces you yes. do faces of all nationalities yes. so um, I want you to share like how did you get into the publication side of your career um how I got into the publication side well you said I do all types of faces at first it didn't start off like that I was like I'm gonna do nothing but women of color and when I thought about it I was like no I want all the money. I want all of it. <laughs> so the only difference is the shades. That's it. Yeah. So that's why I diversified my brand because I was like, I'm just not gonna work with just women of color, even though I love my my I love me my people. Mm -hmm. But I just want to be more diversified, and you can get more money, more everything with being diversified. But how did I start um, doing publications? Uh, a young lady, I did her makeup one day, and she came back and she said, will you come to my photo shoot with me? And I said, photo shoot? And you know you're nervous. You don't know what to expect. You think it's 100 people on set. Mm -hmm. They're going to be watching you. And she was like, no, it's a TFP. And at the time, I didn't know what TFP mean, mm -hmm. which means trade for photos. There's no money exchange, but everybody is working together for a common cause to get great photos and to build their portfolio. Mm -hmm. So I was like, sure, I'll come. So I um, went to uh, the shoot with her. Um, I went through a lot of photographers. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you go through a lot of wrongs, you know what a right look like. Yeah. So when I went to this shoot, uh, that's when I met my first photographer that he's still with me today, Felix Valerie. Shout and out to Felix Valerie. Okay, shout out to Felix. <laughs> so um, she shot with him, and uh, it wasn't nothing like I thought. It was just a quiet set. Um, I did her makeup, stood in the background, touched it up, changed a little few things, but it was a great shoot. And I we left. I exchanged numbers with Felix, and I was telling him, you know, I'm just trying to build my portfolio. And so when we got the pictures back, I was like, okay, these pictures look really, really good. So I kept in contact with him, and I was telling him, you know, I want to build my portfolio and all this stuff. And so we began working together. Mm -hmm. And for the first year, I paid, you know, because you really don't know people. You have to pay them. Right, right. Because you, want, you don't want to get an exchange where you do not get your photos. Right. So I was like, oh. Let me pay him. So for the first year, I wanted to jump into like the creative side. Mm -hmm. And he was like, people don't really know that you do makeup. So you have to start with beauty. So I was like, man. Mm -hmm. So I, we was building my our portfolio, working together. And I really liked the work. And the models just kind of like fell in my lap. Like, I guess when you have something or you're doing something that's good, you don't have no problem with people trying to come. People will see your light. They're just drawn to light naturally. Exactly. And so um, me and him just kept working together. And then, like, after the next the next year over, he was like, just go. And so that's when I started the creative stuff. And it was with glitter and just crazy stuff. And um, 
I think like with every photographer for the submissions for a magazine, you it's up to the photographer. If they have their eye, they say, okay, we should go for a publication. It's their um, this their job to submit. Okay. If we collaboratively say, oh yeah, these pictures are good enough to go for a magazine, and that's how um we begin. I've been getting um, I have been getting published since year one. Yeah, and oh, so wow. they submit, and if the magazine likes it, then you you're in the magazine you, you so go. now that you're doing like you're published you you're doing photo shoots you're styling and mm-hmm. you're doing so many wonderful things yep. you're yep. even working with fashion shows and you're traveling out of the yeah. state how is that being you know involved and so a part of living your life outside the box it's really really fun you get to meet a lot of great people i have a great team that i work with and it's just awesome uh i actually got to go with uh janette hill to uh new york fashion week last year and it was awesome it was okay that is my stylist everybody shout out man she be dressed out my models and so usually when i try to call her she's usually here and um and she'll dress them for me and we just we just collaborate well and uh, she didn't got published also so that's a good thing but um you get to meet a lot of uh, extraordinary people Mm -hmm. and you get to meet people like yourself that's hungry and trying to do stuff and i i don't think like the whole time that i've been doing this that i've come across anybody that it's a few Mm -hmm. it's a few that will get under your skin but it's just great everywhere i go it's just awesome okay now now that you're starting to see your, the fruits of your labor and people are start, more people are becoming aware of yes. your gift. Your clients are booming. Your shoots are everywhere. Every time I look up, you're in a different publication. How has that uh, changed the dynamic of your relationship with the people that have been in your life? Like, you know, a lot of times success kind of brings out either the best or the worst in people. So how has that affected you and your journey? Well, first I told you about the purpose with God. And the thing is, is when you consistently have a relationship with God and you say, okay, I need you to remove and replace people and put them in my life. When he started removing and getting people out your way, you can't say, oh, no, no, no. Go go back. Not that Not one. Not that one. Not right. that one. Uh, Sometimes those ones that hurt like, the most should be like, oh, <laughs> but I didn't exactly. want to let that one go. <laughs> exactly. Can I just keep it a little bit? No, God say no. No, no, no. Yeah. Let me show you again, dummy. Uh, and he'll show you something else. But um, I can say with that that he has replaced and removed um, a lot of people that you think that's going to be with you for a long time. And I still, don't get me wrong, I still love all my people genuinely. But at the same time, when you... When you have people in your life and they they get removed, sometimes you pay more attention to the people that don't support you than the people that do, mm-hmm. and it's a distraction. So you have to get those people out the way in order to be focused on the people that really showing you that that love, love. that support. You know, so it's um it's a journey. I don't I have a lot of support from my friends and uh but. All that drama and stuff, I don't have all that stuff no more. So, yeah. girl, I've been doing really, really good, good. getting everything. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> to walk, you know, to walk into your light and have a support team, you yes. know, it, it is, it's, 
it's almost like you need it. There's no I in team. And so when you're surrounded by greatness, it helps you be great. It's almost mm-hmm. like having great uh, accountability partners. Mm-hmm. Now, what advice would you give someone that's, that wants to do what you do? You have to practice, practice, practice. Make sure it's something that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you just don't want to start this today and then say no i don't want to do it be open-minded because you is going to get those clients that you're not going to satisfy Mm -hmm. make sure this is something you want to do and keep be consistent with it if you keep on practicing keep on practicing find you some cousins nieces you know anybody just to practice on because practice make perfect read read up on your craft don't always look to youtube as an outlet because some of these um muas when i first started it was a lot but it wasn't as many it is today Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people have come to mock the craft and if i say well do you have correct how do you foundation match or how do you color correct or something and they have no idea what i'm talking about and so that's the thing study up on your craft learn from the greats don't take no don't let nobody tell you oh you can't do this that and other build you a kit for yourself don't mm-hmm. build your kit according to somebody else mm-hmm. because they might have things in their kit and you go buy something that's in their kit and you don't even know how to work it master the stuff that's in your kit mm-hmm. it don't matter if it's two dollars or two hundred dollars right you know i get some of my best uh, i shout out from the beauty supply straight up best yeah. best things um you know now um if it was something that you could do differently what would that be nothing Oh, that's amazing. I wouldn't do nothing because I feel like your life is already wrote out. Mm-hmm. God wrote it out. Mm-hmm. So I think there are lessons and blessings. Mm-hmm. And when you have things that make you fall down an obstacle, it's going to make you stronger. But it's going to be able to help somebody else. So they say, oh, you did this and you accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Then I can... I can do it too. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't change anything. Zero. Because right. I wouldn't be able to be sitting here with you and right. telling the story today. Now in comparison, where would you say you were like the most you know, a lot of times we jump out, we wanna chase our goals, and someone asked the question to me like, What was my biggest was my biggest challenge? And I honestly said that consistency was my challenge simply because you jump out there not realizing how much work it takes. Yeah. And then when you get in the thick of it, when you're tired, you still have to show up for you. There's no sick days when you have to show up for you. Exactly. So on your journey of not having a sick day to show up for you, what can you say was like maybe the toughest time that you can reflect on that you feel like was a great character builder for you? Because, mm. I, cause, I mean, already when you told me about your drive back and forth to school oh, and the work sleep. and oh, the, the sleep the no was, sleep, like that, that, that was really, really, that was really, really hard. I think um, my whole thing was getting over the fear, mm-hmm. the, the fear. And, you know, fear is not of God. So my whole thing was the fear of doing anything by myself and saying, oh, going somewhere blind mm-hmm. and not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow and that stuff scared me like really really bad like am i going to be able to do this mm-hmm. uh I, I i it was hard for people 
for when I got into this business and being in the public for people to tell me no. Mm-hmm. They they don't want to come to me. And I used to always get inside my head and say, oh, they don't want to come to me because I'm not good enough or they don't want to deal with me because my price too high or something like that. The most thing was getting in my own head mm-hmm. and letting fear stop me from doing anything. And right now, I just can't do that. I can't live that way. I just say, okay, if I fall on my face, Man, I get I right the back up. Man, I fearless and free right yeah, here I'm about to me. get. This, I'm about to scrape this old knee off and try it again. Yeah, yeah. So I, it is what it is. You have to try and do things in life. If you don't try, you, you will never know. No. And no. I know um, my people, I always say, the worst people can say is no. They can't cut you. They can't stab you. They can't kill you. Mm-hmm. They just say no. So mm-hmm. when they say no, just keep it moving. Now, one of another thing I want to ask you, which is a personal question, because I heard Uh-oh. you say, uh, which would have been hard for me because I'm a mom too, and I went through a period of time where I was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And being a single mom and an entrepreneur and you're working in corporate America while building your brand doesn't give you any downtime to even take care of yourself mm-hmm. like how exactly. was that having to sacrifice so much time away from your baby to now build a brand that she can depend on because a lot of people you mm. know they talk themselves out of that sacrifice but it's really for a greater good because you're creating generational exactly. wealth right now exactly but how was that going through it it's hard i still have to go through that because mm-hmm. Um, I come from a small town from Angleton. Angleton. Uh, shout Angleton. out Angleton. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when you're trying to be something bigger, mm-hmm. I, I love my city, but you want the the money to come in repetitiously. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make the decision like I love it because it's quiet here, and I don't have to deal with all this. And everybody, so much is going on in Houston. So I said I had to make the decision to leave. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, she moved to Pennsylvania, you know, near my sister. And my son, he still lives where I'm from. And so, and they each have grandkids, you know, a child. I'm talking about they a each have grandkids. Grandma. I have grandkids. So I, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to see them mm-hmm. all the time. And it's still hard. Like, I don't yeah. even get to see my grandkids and get to play with them yeah. and all that because I have to come somewhere where the money is steadily going to come in. Right. I and so it's really, really hard. So I get to talk to my son on the phone. I don't really get to see my grandkids. I see one on FaceTime, but it's like it's going to all pay off. Mm-hmm. It, it's really hard. Like Thank you for saying that because oh, I just got teary-eyed because <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes don't see my grandbaby. So. Yeah. Anyway, it's y'all gonna be good. You gonna be good. It's <laughs> gonna all pay off. But yeah, it's I the promise. sacrifice. Sacrifice is sometimes tough. Yes, we make these sacrifices for the greater good. So I'm really hoping that um, people that are tuning in, especially brown girls like us, yes. can see your story and see that you stuck it out. Yeah, and you've gotten so far. Um, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna bring up your website. To you know, let people know where they can go to book you, see some more of your fabulous work, some of the awesome models that you've had an opportunity to oh, work wow. with. So, oh you know, wow, I did that. You did all of that, <laughs> ma'am. And there's just so much growth in your craft as I followed you from the first time I met Ooh. you through Miss Jeanette Hill. And so, I have other. Oh, oh I want to give my uh, photographers a shout out because without them, it's no, do. it's no Michelle. Um, I have one um, photographer. His name is Jay Will. 
Um, I have another one named Stevie D. Okay. They take awesome photos. Ken Robinson, Dante Kenny, Jay Raphael, I've shot with him. And the list just goes on. And so God just putting them here, and I'm just hoping that I could just create more with them. But I've shot with them, and it's just awesome. So um, for your booking, do you suggest that people go through your website to book you, your Instagram? How do you have that set up? They can always visit the website at www.changingfacesstudios.com. But I have a coolie scheduling set up now mm -hmm. so they can book themselves. And okay. the link be usually in the bio okay. on Instagram. And I used to have Miss Changing Faces MUA on Instagram, but I changed it to Changing Faces Studios. I know the uh, following is low, and people are like, what's going on? But uh, I started getting more ghost followers and the engagement started going down and I had a lot of major brands follow that account and so I had to just um, get rid of that and start all the oh, way over. Yeah. Sometimes so. it's good to start from scratch because yeah. you know people put so much status on social media numbers but your proof is in a print. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> Your thank proof you, thank is definitely you. in a print and you have done such an amazing job doing that. Thank um, you so much. So, do you have any upcoming projects? Any mm. fashion shows that you're going to be working with? Anything? I have two makeup shows. I mean, two makeup shows. Two makeup classes. Um, one is going to be a beauty school. It's going to be kind of private. It's for the students that are there. But I'm having a makeup um, class in May. And I'm going to have, like, all the details. And I'm going to have the tickets uploaded by probably next week. Okay. And it's going to be at Vision Light Studios, which is Stevie D, the photographer I was stating. That's his um, studio. And I'm going to have it over there. So everybody needs to come out for that. So everybody look be on the lookout for that. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to you and I styling have me for my okay. next shoot. Uh, uh, so, yeah, changing faces is going to be changing my face. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I have a lad. I'm working on my last line right now. So. Oh, that's Brown Girl Magic already oh, in the building. I want some money. Yes, bring the money, bring <laughs> the money. So I just want to kind of like thank you, you oh, know, I, I, oh, for I'm being so, so transparent, you know, thank about, you, so much. you know, what you've been through, your support team, how it happened for you, because some people don't realize that all it takes is to believe in yourself. Exactly. And exactly. betting on yourself is sometimes the hardest bet to take. But we risk our time, our passion, our energy so much building everyone else's brand because we're afraid that us alone aren't enough when exactly. really God gives us all, all the gifts that we need. need. We exactly. possess it within ourselves. We just have to be intentional with them. And so you setting out the intention when you first started with your two palettes and your pencils, it brought <laughs> you a long way. Yes. And, and I just want to commend you for Thank sticking you so much. to the to the path, to the journey, for being an inspiration to me. And it's me still going. It's like so still. many others, glamorous, fabulous grandmas okay. <laughs> in the building. Okay. I did not know you was a grandma. Shout yes, out. I'm a granny. Yeah, so I thank you. Uh, thank I you for having thank me. I, I guess for tuning in to another awesome segment. I was mm -hmm. emotional this segment. I'm just, <laughs> I got chills just listening to her story and yes. I'm thanking her for her transparency. 
Thank you. I want you guys to be sure to tune in to our next segment next week where we'll have two wonderful life coaches. We'll have Ricky Getwood and we'll have uh, Marsha McRae. They're both authors and life coaches, and they're going to share us some insight into, you know, just being outside the box, believing your brand, changing your thinking, reprogramming, and being intentional. So be sure to tune in, same time, same place. Thanks again. I'm your host, Oneida CEO, and you're watching Outside the Box.